This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is probably supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And welcome to Cottage Talk full-time. I'm Russ Goldman, and joining me right now is Max Cohen. This is our initial reactions to Fulham's 2-0 loss to Stoke City. In my opinion, this was a very embarrassing loss and preventable. And we're just going to share our initial reactions. I'm not going to waste any time. I'm pretty upset. I'm sure Max is not happy either. Max, opening thoughts on this loss to Stoke City. It's, 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 so, it's so deflating. Ross, because we never looked in it. And this is a team bottom of the league, you know. Um, the formation was baffling. Yeah, I we're going to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, but you have to start with that right now. You don't start a match in that formation. The players didn't look like they knew what to do. And the back three was, was a nightmare. All match. We are so open. We fought, and, and, and the attacking game plan is also what I want to talk about. There's no creativity. Not everything was just swing balls in the box, hope for the best. And that Stoke back line, love that. You know? <laughs> that Home was so played easy to their hands. And there's Max. played in their hands. And we didn't look up for it. This team, I mean, is a cliche, but they wanted it more. You know, they're bottom of the league. Yeah. They just beat Swansea. They looked so much more up for it than we did. And again, this is, I said this last show, but we're not a top two team. Automatic promotion, sad to say. I think that's gone. I, I hope we'll make the playoffs. But with performances like this, it's it's baffling, and and that's that's on Parker for me. You know, I don't know why he changed that formation, three at the back. It, it was was such a bad decision. And again, you, why would you do that for an away match against Stoke? I think you just go back to basics. There's no need to switch it up. We could have beaten this team. I'm I'm fairly certain with what's gotten us, you know, six matches unbeaten or whatever. And yeah. you know, to put this in perspective, it's it's a very frustrating loss. In the moment, we're all heated. It's our first loss since the last weekend of August. Sure. So, you know, a lot of those draws along the way did feel like losses, to be fair. But it's it's not a disaster, you know. We're not in crisis no. mode. But this is not a match we should have lost, and that's what makes it so frustrating. Absolutely. That's why I started off by saying I think that this is preventable. And uh, anyone that watched this match, luckily, 
could watch this match internationally. We and obviously the traveling fans that were there would have seen what we saw that the three at the back wasn't working. It certainly wasn't working in the first half. Was it better in the second half? The play was better, so they figured things out in the second half. But the first half, it was bad. And as gentleman Jim said on the broadcast, you and I watched. He thought that both of those goals, I'm paraphrasing because I don't have the direct quotes from Gentleman Jim, but he thought that if that was a back four, neither of those goals would have gone in. What are your thoughts on that, Max? Do you think if it was a different formation, those goals might not have happened? Most likely because you just have less defenders on the pitch. It's, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to realize that, right? You have three defenders. I mean, honestly, only two of them are center backs. And you left in the situation most times, and Alfie Mawson was on the right wing. How many times did he give the ball away? I don't want Alfie Mawson as my attacking right center back. He got in so many advanced attacking positions and gave the ball away. And Brian is clearly not fit to be a center back. And they targeted him. I mean, everyone could see it. They were targeting that, him in the first half absolutely a great deal. You could see yeah, that. And I like Joe Brian a lot, Russ, but he's not going to win aerial duels. And when they play the Route 1 football, he gets so easily beat in the air. Ream, flat-footed gets beat by Campbell, and there's no one really to cover for him because he only three at the back. So the first goal, very preventable. And the second goal, you just, you just don't have numbers back. I mean, that was so against the run of play, but it's so wide open. Yep. And there's no one there to cover. Totally backfired. And, you know, you play that formation. To give Parker, you know, to explain it, we played really well second half against Charlton in that exact game. We did, but right? this is a different opponent. Exactly, exactly. And I was just about to say, it's, it's a totally different situation. It's away from home. If it's a team that is going to make life difficult for you, that's going to play long balls, that's going to press you, it's not like we're chasing a match you know, down one at home. It's a complete opposite situation. I don't know why people or Parker would think that would translate because it clearly, clearly did not. No, it definitely didn't, Max. And what's interesting about this, because I was thinking about this at halftime, I was actually expecting him to change the formation, which he didn't do. He stuck with it. Now, as anyone that watched the match and anyone that watches a replay of this, you'll see Fulham were definitely much better in the second half, and I thought we're going to get the equalizer before the penalty situation in the second half. I really thought that was going to happen, so I want to give them credit for the play, but I was still surprised, Max, that he did not change the formation. Were you surprised? Because I thought he was going to do that. I, I thought he should have, but... You know, you said you thought we were going to score. I, I had no, I had no expectation we were going to score okay. because the attack was so languid, Russ. There was no dynamism. It was the same thing every single time. It was trying to put a cross in the box, hope someone gets ahead on it. You know, and we probably had one good delivery all game, and that was Cavalero uh, to Reed, who headed free header yep. right to the keeper. The delivery was so poor, but also the movement wasn't there. We didn't have people in the. It, it was just. It, there was nothing there that that said to me we're going to break this team down, and that was the depressing part. It was even when we dominated had some shots I, I just saw this game going to a defeat and it shouldn't be that way no it definitely shouldn't be and I'm gonna say something that might surprise you Max full credit to the coaching staff of Stoke City the players they had a great game plan it worked but if I had to watch that football for an entire season I might as well just jump out the window that team watching wise is worse than watching Cardiff City I watched Cardiff City last night and I would rather watch Cardiff City than that drivel than that team. Great game plan. It worked to perfection for them, but please, I could not watch that each each and every week. And honestly, that's not a very good team 
that's a poor team. They lost to a poor team. I'm going to say it. That is a poor team. All credit for them. They stood up. They played a great match. That's not a good football team. But they got all three points and we didn't. And that's, again, a reflection on Stoke City for doing what they need to do to win the match. And Fulham just not doing enough. And honestly, I'm very irritated by this. But good by you, Max, for mentioning that we had this uh, streak of not losing matches. And, well, that ends now. So, obviously, we're a little bit more upset. But I think what really upset me, Max, is that I'm I'm sorry. I saw this team there for the taking. I know they won their last match. This is a team from home or away should have gotten points from, dare I say, should have beaten Max. That's what frustrates me. You're right. And I think we need to re- reevaluate where this team's going to go because, you know, somebody who gets automatic promotion does not lose these matches. You know, I would agree with simple. that. It's pretty simple. You can't be losing matches to the team. Now they're second from bottom, but they started out the day dead last in the league, 24th. And you're right. They had a bit of momentum, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You should be beating these teams. And, you know, there's not much more you can say. Is that yeah. you, can, you, can, you can look at all the momentum. The players have are quite good. You know, they just got relegated two years ago. Parachute payments. It doesn't matter. You know, we should be beating a 24th team in the championship. And it, it, nothing was clicking. And that's a worrying part. You're no. coming back from international break. And, you know, so you got a couple players away in international duty. Not too many. But you're working. You're training for this two weeks, surely. And Parker must have known he was going to go with this formation. But it, the players, it didn't seem like any of that rubbed off on them. No. It didn't seem like any of that came off the training pitch onto the actual game. And, and that's what also kind of baffling, well, why he did it and why the players just didn't seem to react to it. It didn't no, seem they, they didn't look comfortable at did. all. They didn't look comfortable at all. And on the flip side, Stoke City looked very comfortable. Again, they knew exactly what they needed to do. And when the goalkeeper kicked it, deep and it went wide and there were flick-ons they were dangerous that was their game plan and I gotta tell you they didn't have many opportunities but they had quality opportunities to score the way that they played I don't like the way they played at all Max I would prefer watching Fulham each and every week but that's what also frustrates me they didn't do a tremendous amount going forward but when they did it they were dangerous but they were very solid defensively so I have to give credit to Stoke City. I just don't like the way they play. But let's go back and let's talk about those two goals that Fulham gave up. We talked briefly about it. What was frustrating is that Fulham are controlling the play, Max. And let's talk about the goal by Campbell that gave them the lead and actually was the match winner. Your thoughts on the goal? It's it's Route 1 at its, at its very best. You know, They get a free kick in their own penalty area, hit it long. Brian, very weak. Gets out muscled to that header, a little flick on. Reem flat-footed. You know, we saw it with the United States against Canada. Yep. He's a little slow. And it's so simple. I mean, there's, there's, there's nothing complex about that. We, we just got beat. Two defenders switch off. Ben Nelly comes out. And, you know, I'm sure he's going to get stick for slipping. I think a lot of players slipped uh, yeah. in the match today. And that was honestly unacceptable. Change your studs. Doesn't take a genius to figure that out either. Those are sloppy mistakes. Um, but he slipped. and. If you're dependent, I mean, by that point, it's going to be a goal anyway, honestly. But it, it was yeah. poor by him to slip and made it easy for Campbell. It was already very easy for them, made it easier. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's route one. You know, this is nothing. Simply a long more kick to say out that it. went their way. And it was preventable. And it just, again, 
that's how the match changes. Goals change the match, and then everything changes from that. And to Stoke City's credit, they almost scored a second, and, and uh, Marcus Bettinelli had to make a save to keep it 1-0 in the first half. So full credit to Marcus Bettinelli. He actually did make some key saves in this match to keep Fulham in it, but it was certainly not good enough. And uh, as we flip to the second half, I did mention that Fulham, I thought, were the better side, even though they lost 2-0. But credit to Stoke City. They came out strong, and Betts had to step up once again. But then it was really about Fulham having the ball, trying to create opportunities. But like you said, Max, it was still disjointed. It didn't flow. It was predictable, as I I think you were leading on in your commentary here. And that's all going to lead to the second goal, which which is a penalty. And just uh, let's talk a little bit about that, what you watched there. I believe it was two Fulham players going to one, and then you had a player wide open, and he gets taken down. Yeah, again, and, and these type of breakdowns happen when you only have three defenders as opposed to four in your back line. It's, if two go two go to the ball, which, again, should not be happening, because at that point, he's the player's wide. You just forget about the man in the middle. He's completely open. And, you know, Betts took him down. He came out of his area. Uh, it was, was going to be a goal anyway. So yep. I thought maybe I'll say that I'll take my chances. I'm a pretty good penalty saver. But, again, well-taken penalty. Betts went the wrong way. And it's 2-0. And that was absolutely against the run of play. But the things, about, the things about goals like that is that if you can't score on the other end, you deserve to be hit, you know, on, on the counterattack. Because yep. yep. we, I'm not even going to say we didn't take our chances. Because what chances did we have? You know, I think of the Joe Bryan shot that just went over. Yep. I think of a Reed header that went right to the keeper. But apart from that, Russ, very, very, very few clear-cut chances. Arder had another long-range shot. But these are all speculative efforts, you know, from, yeah. from distance. We didn't really have any well-worked plays. You know, the passing style we're so famous for, completely absent in terms of the final third. It was really just hope someone puts in a cross and someone gets an end of it. That's, that's what was most baffling because we had a lot of the ball in that second half. You know, Jenny and Jim kept saying we were improved, goals coming, but we didn't do much with it. And that's been the problem all season. It's a good point, Max. And I'm going to share with you the full-time stats. We'll also be talking about this on the post-match show, but when you look at the possession stats, this is when it's misleading because you can have all the possession in the world, but it's what you do with it. 78% max to 22% for Stoke City. Think about that. Total shots, 10 to 9 in favor of Fulham. On target, 5 to 4 in favor of Stoke City. So that tells you something as well. Corners, 6 to 4 in favor of Fulham. Crosses, 36 to 12 in favor of Fulham. And when you look at attempted passes, 677 max to 186 for Stoke City. Attack and passes, 314 to 72 in favor of Fulham. And passing accuracy, 90% max to 69% for Stoke City. And Fulham lose 2-0. Okay, just think about what I just shared with you. When we look at the stats, when I go over that with you, what stands out to you? What are we missing here? What what does what do the full time stats tell you? Again, we'll we'll talk about it as well on the post match show. Does it tell you anything? Well, I mean, we tripled the amount of crosses they had. That's 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 pretty stark. And then yeah, you know, they had what seventy odd attacking passes. We had three hundred odd attacking passes. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a joke. It's it, it's amusing. It really is funny. But that's why I wanted they, to share the attacking passes. The difference exactly. It's it's great. They took their chances. We were we were inept. We were completely inept. 
and yeah. it's 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 really easy, I think, to blame the keeper or the defense because both are both are pretty poor today. Right. You know, we didn't play well in the back, but but did the they lose problem, the match before it began? That's where I'm yeah, going. Yeah, and that's the thing. But I think you can. We're going to change formation. I'm, I'm almost hundred percent certain the next match we have, we're not going to play three at the back, right? This is a very very low percentage that will happen. You know, okay. Parker's going to realize he made a mistake. But what's going to stay constant, I think, is that attacking sort of formation and the players out there can't create a goal for their lives right now and can't score a goal for their lives. I, I, I don't know what that is. Okay. Now, gentlemen, Jim mentioned this. I don't know if I would have done this based on uh, his performances with Fulham. Again, while the match was going on, gentlemen, Jim was discussing the back three. And then, of course, Joe Bryan is a left back and not a center back. And he just threw out, would you have played, I'm paraphrasing, Maxine Lamarchand. I don't know if it would have been any nah, better, he's, he's but it worse, would have been. But, but if you it could have been, back, but sure. it would have been. A, he can actually head a ball. But it would have been a, a center back yeah. because that's, that's the whole that's thing. I don't know. Okay. So Sessegnon, I assume, still pick up that injury on international duty. That's why he's yes. out. Where is Johansson? Also injured? Because this I'm is the game sure. where I think Stefio would have been really, really valuable. Yeah. It was physical. Got stuck in. Arter came off injured because of the tackle. Right. Johansson, I think, could have done a real job here. Okay, well, um, that's something that um, I'm, as of we're recording this right after the match, I'm not sure about the status of either. Again, gentlemen, Jim was talking a little bit about players coming back from international break, but that was still unclear. So I guess we will find out soon enough on the status of those two players. But Max, final thoughts before we wrap up this full-time show. Like I mentioned, we will have a complete post-match show. Final thoughts. You know, it's it's the first loss since August 26th. You know, it's 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 been a long time since we lost a match. It's frustrating, but at the end they were tenth. We're tenth in the championship. You know, three point three points are odd off the playoffs. Right, we're only one win away from the playoff places. Yep. This is not disaster mode. I'm not kind of gonna sit out here get Parker out. None of that. It's frustrating because it seems like the team has a bit of a crisis in the way they want to play, and the results aren't at where we expect them to be. But by no means is this team in disaster mode. We just no. lost to the worst team in the league. That's a big big issue, but I don't think it's anything we can't fix. I still trust in, in, in the powers that be. I, tr- I still trust in Parker. I still trust in the players. It's still fairly early in the season, but we need to right the ship pretty quickly because once the festive fixtures come, once we get to that business end of the season, we need to have these issues worked out for us because that's when we need to go on a run. That's when we need to get momentum, and we can't be losing to poor teams when we're chasing a playoff place or chasing a top two place. It just can't happen. Get these problems totally out of the way and we'll be fine. And I say this a lot because I think it's important, but for so many, the past two seasons we were in the championship, we got hot late on. And in the fall, we were very poor. We had really big issues. I mean, I say, you know, October 31st against Bristol City in that 2017-18 season, very, very low point at home. And when the run, same the season before that, we weren't very good until honestly the spring. So the championship is a a league. If you can kind of stay in contact, Get 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 hot late on. We're fine. So no one needs to overreact right now, but we can't keep losing to poor teams. It can't happen again. My thoughts on this moving forward is uh, going off on what you're talking about, losing to poor teams and not even forced our quality team. So I won't put them in the same breath as Barnsley and Stoke City, but you can learn a lot from these three losses. I'm going to include not even forced because Fulham lost to them. And I hope that Scott Parker, Stuart Ray, and the rest of the coaching staff and the players 
look at these three matches and figure out what they did wrong in them and learn from it because you can learn a great deal from losses. That That's what they need to do right now. Scott Parker needs to think about exactly what went wrong in the players as well because they were better in the second half. Why did you not show up in the first half? Everyone's accountable. Everyone is responsible for this loss. Scott Parker's responsible, his coaching staff, and the players. You win, you lose, and you draw as a team. So everyone has to look at themselves and say, why did we lose to Stoke City, a team that you should be beating? Not drawing against, beating. I don't care home or away. You should be beating. So they have some reflecting to do because now you have Luton Town coming up very soon. But I think you need to look at this first before you focus on the next match. And you have to figure out what's going wrong. When teams know how to play against you, you have to adjust. That's what frustrates me. I don't think they adjusted, and that's what irritates me. He did adjust against Charlton, and I thought it worked even though we only got a point. Didn't do it this time. So I'm curious why he did not change it and why he started with this formation. It certainly didn't work. All right. Great stuff, Max. And like I mentioned, we'll have a full post-match show, but it is time to wrap this up. For Max Cohen, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you, as always, for listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute, and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.